Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unbothered by Ty Rivera. It's the first episode of 2017, and boy, do I mean episode. Just playing. Anyway, we come to you, as always, from high atop Ty Rivera Studios, a.k.a. Casa de Bijou. That's right. I said it. Casa de Bijou. Bijou is over there humping her toy right now. Mr. Bill is, oh, no. <clears throat> my voice went out on me. I should have done my warm-ups. But this is what happens when it's, what is it, 4.44 a.m. on New Year's Day. And I've been out partying. And when I say partying, I mean not really partying because I don't get down like that. Especially on New Year's. I feel like New Year's is kind of a scam. You know, there's really nothing to New Year's New Year's Eve as far as I go. I just go out to say Happy New Year with my friends and try to spend it in the best place that I possibly can for my life at that particular time. Like this time it just happened to be the garage open mic, which my friend Victor Martinez Jr. runs that mic. New father. Congratulations, Victor. It's been about a month now, I think. A little over a month. But he's still running his mic. He ran it for Christmas Eve. I wasn't there last week, but he ran it Christmas Eve. Then tonight he ran it New Year's Eve. And that's real trooper shit right there. And then also uh, last night was good because I was at Sa Sabor y Cultura where Brian Vokey and Christian Piper were holding it down. They had to take a week off last week, but that shit happens. And I was out of town anyway. They're great for running that mic. That's a great mic if you guys don't know. Other great mics that I love, Boys Club is still on the list on Monday nights. And um, Clown House has always been good to me. I think they're Wednesday and Friday, but I usually go in on Friday. Um, but yeah, those are the spots. And I really like the places that I'm working out right now. It's fun to try to figure out new stuff. A lot of the comics, Lexington also, I f almost forgot to mention the Lexington on Sundays for Trapped with the Comics. And then Wasted Afternoon is another good one. That's on Sundays as well. 5 p.m. I think is when they start at the Silver Lake Lounge. Uh, Quincy Johnson runs that one. See, there's a lot of good stuff right now in L.A. It's just the average comedy watcher doesn't really know where it is, but... I'm going to steer you guys in the right direction as much as I can. Let you guys know where shit's really happening. Because a lot of what you hear about isn't what what's really going on in comedy right now. Like, there's a lot of, like, bullshit that's being pushed as, like, what's comedy. And that's like, no, that's really not what's going on. That's not really what's hot. That's what you're hearing about. Because for some reason, the L.A. comedy scene and the industry are trying to push these people. That in some cases, like, you're not even funny. I don't care that you're successful. I hope you continue to be successful, but you're just not funny. So I'm only going to care about your opinion so much if I really don't think you're funny. Like last night I was at the improv and I talked about some fat, unattractive bitch. And it was just annoying because it's she comes over and says something about Trump and tries to kind of go on about that for a minute. And I just like deflected her because I don't give a fuck about your feelings. I don't care. I don't know where people got the idea that I'm supposed to care. Who told anybody that I'm supposed to just allow you to dump your shit on me? 
I don't know how that became a thing because it's not me going up to other people dumping my shit on them or just forcing my opinions on them. Technically, I stay pretty quiet when I'm out. Anybody that's been out with me knows I've talked to my friends or the crowd I'm with. I'm pleasant with comics that are like kind of on the periphery. But, you know, I'm not pushing opinions on people. I'm not always saying the way I feel. When I do my set, I say whatever the fuck I say. But outside of that... I don't really, and I really, really don't think I owe anybody anything other than that. I stay out of most of your way. I don't walk up to you talking about Trump. Get the fuck out of my face. And you're fat and you're unattractive and you're wearing some hideous Lane Bryant dress and your hair looks horrendous. And the worst part is you think you look good. Like that's your idea of dressed up. And I wouldn't say any of this if this person hadn't come over and talked to me first. It's like, bitch, yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. Trump sucks. Yeah, cool. Now, while we're at it, let's address what the fuck you look like right now. Because that's where I'm at. If we're just going to drop opinions on each other out of nowhere, this is where I'm starting. You look like shit, bitch. But I was nice because I was hanging out with other grown-up friends. And I didn't want to be that person last night I really was just trying to chill technically I didn't even have a plan of going to the improv I was hanging out with my friend Carmen Morales that's how we ended up at the improv like we did Sabor and I was ready to just go try to hit another open mic Carmen wanted to go to improv it was raining technically I didn't want to go but I wasn't completely against it so I was like mm, all right and me and Carmen had rode out together which I usually don't ride out with other people and that'll stop right away. I was just waiting for the new year to come because really I'm just going to ditch everybody. I'll still be friends with people, but hanging out with people like that, no thanks. I don't care if you want to go to the improv. Go to the improv. I'll go to the improv when I feel like it, but I'm not going to go there because somebody else feels like it. So yeah, so then this bitch... And so I post about it today on Facebook and say something about this unattractive, nerdy, white, fat, white bitch. And then this other fat, white bitch gets all pissed off and starts trying to act like I'm supposed to give a fuck. But it's like, why am I supposed to care about you? One, I wasn't talking about you, so I don't know why you're upset. Well, I, I'm just, I've decided I'm going to say something. When I see bullies say terrible things, I'm, well, bitch, I'm glad you found your voice. But just because you're in the mood to talk doesn't mean anybody's in the mood to listen. Especially not fucking me. I don't know where you got this crazy idea that suddenly I want to hear how the fuck you think cool go stop bullies i'm not a fucking bully i'm just a person that if you try to bully me i'm kind of good at that so i'm not going to pretend that i'm not good at it and be submissive to you for what reason why would i want to be submissive to you who are you anyway i just met you i know you're on my friends list but that's because you decided to add me what bitch did you want to feel popular did you want to want to feel like you actually knew real comics I don't remember when the fuck I added you when I allowed you to be my friend because I don't send out a lot of friend requests. I just don't. I send it to comics that I know I see on the scene. For a while, my uh, people weren't allowed to send me requests because I was too close to the friend limit and people weren't able to send me requests. Since then, I pissed a lot of people off. Now, every once in a while, a request gets through, but some don't and didn't, and so I'll add people that I actually know, but I wouldn't add some fucking fat bitch. I never see it fucking open mics. I don't know who the fuck this bitch is. Stacy Milmeister? Never heard of the bitch. Sorry. Don't know who the fuck Stacy Milmeister is, but suddenly Stacy Milmeister 
comes on my fucking thread and decides that she's going to correct me. And I'm like, okay, if you don't like the way that I'm talking, then don't talk that way. If you think that people shouldn't talk that way, then don't talk that way. You talk your way and describe people the way you want to. I'll do the same. I wasn't talking about you. So there's really no reason for you to be taking this so personally. But she just decided that she was the spokeswoman for all fat bitches. So, okay, if you're going to play that role, then I guess I can do it for a little while, but I'm only going to put up with it so much. So then this bitch goes to my page and tries to pull one of those, like, I have 300 friends in common with this terrible person, which I shouldn't have known, but somebody hit me up, Darlene, yeah, if I just say your first name, that's anonymous enough. Darlene, I appreciate you hitting me up about that. (laughs) Even though I say for people not to hit me up with that shit, but it was good to know. Because then I go on and there's this comic, Andre Kelly, that's this black gay comic. He's, you know, a big guy. He's muscular, I guess, but also muscular fat. So whatever with him, you know. But, uh, and all of this I wouldn't say either because technically... To me, Andre was a cool enough guy. He never has new material, and that's been for at least 12 years that I've been seeing him just the same act over and over and over and pleasing straight people and, you know, really just a caricature of what a gay man is supposed to be. I mean, I could do his act. I even sent him a couple, you know. But anyway, so like I said, I wouldn't say this if we were cool because I thought we were cool. This is what gets me about quote-unquote brave people and standing up to bullies. A lot of times they do it behind your back. And it's like, I didn't even know you had a problem with me. And here you are on this person's post talking shit about me and legitimately talking shit. Like, you know, he's like that. He's a terrible person. Most of us have figured it out. So it was like, I'm going off the top of my head here. But this was basically what he was saying. And in my head, I'm like, okay, in the 12 years I've known you, I only see you at gay-specific shows. You always do the same act. Always do the same act. And we're always friendly with each other. I'm always cool with you. You're always cool with me. A lot of times, not that I'm keeping score, you say hi to me first because you either see me first or I matter more. I don't know why you do it, but you always say hi to me. Suddenly, now on Facebook, I find out that you don't like me. So I call you out for being fake and then you try to make it a thing of like there's a reason I never talk shit to you and I started shit with other people. Yeah, there's a reason I've never started shit with you because we were supposed to be friends. And as far as I was concerned, me being a genuine person, I really did think we were friends. I didn't know that you were mad at me over something I said to somebody else, probably on social media. What grade are you fucking living in? Because as far as I know, you're older than I am. So really, I don't know why adults really care what other adults say to other adults. It just doesn't sound very grown up to me. I have friends, people that I consider good friends that do not get along with each other. And I'll have seen that one of them did appear to do the other one wrong but I don't know the intricate details and I don't really need to know the intricate details. And if either of them does decide to tell me all of the details, I'm cool to listen, but I'm still not going to hold judgment against the other person I know because if they've both always been nice to me, 
I, in my head, feel like, all right, well, as long as they don't come over here pulling that shit with me, they'll continue to stay my friend. But maybe I'm really closer to the person they pretend to be than they are. Because when it comes down to it, people can say a lot of shit about me, but I'm a genuine friend. When I actually like you, I actually like you. And anything I'll say about you, I'll say to you. And a lot of times I don't have anything bad to say about my friends. Every once in a while there's just like an honest thing that I haven't told them yet because they don't want to hear it or it's not my business. But sometimes you just have to run that shit against another mutual friend and just be like, are we both noticing this? Okay, cool. And then you decide if you want to put up with it or not. But I don't hang out with anybody that I legitimately don't like or I don't say hi to people that I would talk shit about them behind their back. Like, why would I say hi to you in the first place? So it did bother me, you know, I mean, and all these years, I really have just ignored the fact that this guy, Andre Kelly, doesn't really do stand up. Like when you only go to up and gay specific shows and you always do the same material and I never see you at mics. Well, that's one of the biggest problems right there. If I never see you at mics, then to me, you're not a comic because comics are working on stuff. And I know, like, the bigger comics have their version of mics, you know? I mean, like, it's not likely that I'm going to see a Bill Burr in some of the mics I do or Louis C.K. isn't going to drop in. They're not likely to drop in. I wouldn't put it past them, though, if they just found found out about some of these mics and wanted to check something out just for the fuck of it because those guys are actual comics. That's why they do that edgy shit. That's why they can get away with saying the stuff that they say because... They work shit out and some of it as much as everybody props them up and stuff is just as offensive as quote unquote offensive I should say as offensive as what you're complaining about hearing you just don't mind hearing it because they've already been established on some level so you don't mind hearing it from them or you look up to them on some level. But when you see it happening on the scene and people actually developing that sort of material and you're trying to shut it down or even just saying it, like what's the matter with saying it? Why are we all supposed to be so aware of each other's feelings all the time? I've said it before, but if you were to hear the stupid things that actually bother me, you would be like, those are a non-issue. And I would agree. But... Why would yours, so why would yours be an actual issue? Why would yours be of some importance? Well, just man, if all we, I don't fucking care, bitch. I don't care. Well, being a gay man, yeah, I don't care, fag, sorry. Don't care about that either. Don't want to hear about your plight. Somebody was trying to jump on me, jump on me for talking about, because last night I did a post that said, um... Young white people are depressed all the time. Well, a lot of the young white people I'm around are always talking about their depression. Again, one, what makes you think anybody cares? And two, you're not having legitimate depression, a lot of you. You're not. I hate to break it to you, but you're having what the rest of us call bad days. And I know that there are people that legitimately suffer from depression. People will try to remind me about that. I know that. I respect that. But what I'm saying is a lot of these fake fucks are just lying because they don't want to have to deal with the fact that life sucks every once in a while. 
That's the way it is for all of us. That's why when you were little, every once in a while, your parents would snap at you out of nowhere. And it had nothing to do with you. It's just life sucks sometimes. Just because you have kids doesn't mean life isn't going to, don't have kids doesn't mean life isn't going to suck every once in a while. Just because you're at a certain age doesn't mean life isn't going to suck every once in a while. And you want to know the truth? Everything's fucking unfair. It's all fucking unfair. Everything you're saying exists, does exist. The reason old people, older people don't complain about it is because older people have realized that you just have to work around this shit or else that's all you're going to do is sit around and talk about how everything's terrible all the time. And then before you know it, you're either going to end up with depressed friends that encourage you to do that or regular balanced people are going to get tired of you. And they're going to be like, I can't just listen to you complain all the time. That's what happened with the trans community. Notice how that's burnt out in a lot of ways. That's because a lot of trans people didn't pick their battles. That's why... There's the bathroom bill, the way it went down, trying to overturn it or reverse it, whatever they're trying to do right now. But that's because trans people get on everybody's nerves lately, always complaining about something. And it's like nobody's harassing you like that. In a lot of cases, some people are trying to understand you. But as soon as they ask a question, you call them transphobic, jump down their throat, and then you wonder why they don't like trans people. Well, because you didn't take that second to talk about or talk to them about what was actually a concern to them. You didn't take a second to be person to person. Hey, I know you don't get this. To tell you the truth, when I realized this was what I am, I didn't get it either. So I read a bunch of blogs and this is what I found out because that's what a lot of you are talking about. A lot of you, when it comes to LGBT, aren't even talking from living it in practice. You're within your first couple of years of being out and you're trying to talk like you're an expert because you read read a bunch of blogs. I don't care if you know the history of Stonewall. You haven't been out to fucking clubs. You haven't really been doing anything. All you've been doing is living this life of writing blogs and acting like an expert on something that you don't even know about yet. But you want to tell me how I'm supposed to talk. Makes no sense at all. You want to tell anybody how they're supposed to talk. How about you start off with respect? Show people, live by example, show people what it's like to treat somebody with respect. Answer a question. It's not transphobic if it's just a question. And yeah, sometimes people don't just want to listen to you bitch about every single thing. I bitch, but it's because I have a podcast and I decided to do this one alone. I thought the first of the year, the best way to come into this is by just being me. I talk. Nobody in my way. Other than that, things are pretty great, though. I mean, I really do feel like 2017 is going to be my last year in L.A. Just because I don't... One, I hate the traffic. And two, I know some great people here. But I don't like all the whininess that that L.A. lends itself to. You know? Maybe if that changes in the next year then my mind will change. But I sometimes think about just disappearing, and I don't mean that in an unhealthy way. I just, 
don't really feel the same way about certain things that other people do. And I'm not in the mood to pretend that I do. I've said it before, but I could say everything I'm supposed to say to be a success as an LGBT comic. But I just don't want to be an LGBT comic. I'm a comic who is LGBT. And I'm proud of being LGBT. But a lot of what LGBT is doing right now, I'm not proud of. So I don't want to be associated with these losers that are constant victims. I don't want to be their hero. Technically, sometimes I root against them. It's just... I can't always be victimized about something. Like there was that period where they were mad at Target because Target somehow supported gay marriage. And then they were mad at Walmart at the same time or people were mad at Walmart because Walmart was supposed to be the devil and mistreated his employees. Well, guess what, guys? One way or another, I got to get my bathroom shit. So I'm going to step on somebody's feelings and walk in the threshold of this fucking store, either Target or Walmart. I go get my bathroom stuff there. Now it's Target because you can't really find a Walmart in L.A. anymore. Even the one in Inglewood, I think, closed down. I think I went to one in El Monte not too long ago. I think it was El Monte. But, you know, who the fuck wants to go to El Monte just to go to a Walmart? So there's the... I don't go to El Monte for anything. So I go to the Target in West Hollywood. And that's what everybody was saying. We should all boycott Target. You think those fags stop going to Target in West Hollywood? No, that's one of the hottest cruising spots. Can pick up a fag and a pack of razors and call it a day. Who else am I tired of right now? My friend Julie is great, but she got on my nerves earlier. We'll talk about that later. I'll have Julie on sometime. I really want to have my friend Brian Bokey on. There's a lot of people that I'm going to have on. I'm going to be um, doing more than one Unbothered a Week, and I'll be interviewing some fun people or sitting down to chat with some fun people. And when I say fun, I mean willing to tell an actual fucking story. And not this shit that we usually get on comedy podcasts where they're like, so tell us how you did comedy. Well, come on. We all kind of started the same way. Just did a bunch of fucking shitty open mics and now, ta-da, here I am. Ready to be unbothered. It's what comedy is. The other day I had a friend post, um, Al, Al B., is the one that posted, uh, and he runs or helps run show up, go up at uh, the belly room of the comedy store. And he had posted on a comedy complaints group in Facebook that if you're doing it for the money, then you should probably quit. I think that's what he said. I, I missed, probably misquoting him, but he said something like that. And then people were like, if you perform for free, then you're hurting our industry. It's like, okay, one, I just looked at your profile. You're in Indiana. I don't know what industry you're in, if you're service industry, because I agree. If a server is working for free and not getting tipped or paid, then yeah, they're fucking up your industry. But as far as comedy goes, you do a lot of shit for free. Do a lot of fucking open mics. Not only do you do a lot of open mics where it's free, 
sometimes you actually have to pay, buy an item, and then comedy, when it comes to doing it for work, it's all over the place. What you're doing for $50 tonight, you'll be doing for 1000 tomorrow. And that's the way it works. And sometimes, if you're like me, you go back and forth between all of it. Some days you get paid $20. Some days you get paid $1,000. Some days you get paid $500. Some, pays, some days you get paid $300. Some times you drive farther to get a little bit of money than you had to drive to get a lot of money for the same amount of time or for even less time. That's the way it is sometimes. So, yeah, it can't really be about the money. It does have to be about actually loving stand-up and actually loving making an audience laugh and having them get you even if your idea is different from their thinking. Because I know that when it comes to every part of what I do, my Facebook, my stand-up, my Twitter, anything to do with me, even this, unbothered, there's going to be a some points and a fair amount of points where even the people that like me the most are like, okay, that's not the way I think or that's not the way for me. But I understand why Ty says that because that's what works for him and his life and his thinking. And in most cases, I don't judge people. It's that people want to jump in and judge me right away and then tell me now I'm supposed to change the way I feel or the way I think about certain things because they think about things a certain way. And that's not the way it works. Like, People were upset about Carrie Fisher dying. Well, I liked Princess Leia when I was younger, and I liked Star Wars, Star Wars, but I couldn't say I was particularly broken up about it. And then everybody got mad at Steve Martin about basically saying that Princess Leia, well, Carrie Fisher was more than a pretty face. That's the way I took his tweet. If I were to sum it up or just you know give my version of it I felt like he was just saying she was more than a pretty face and I didn't think there was anything wrong with him saying that then everybody acted like he was so sexist and he pulled the tweet and I don't blame him for pulling the tweet because he's an older man and he's done a lot of stuff and he's probably just like yeah if it's that big of a deal I'll just pull it who cares I'm not gonna fight that fight at this point I'm Steve Martin there I took it down I don't mind that. I did Jessica Michelle's uh, Jessica Michelle Singleton's podcast the other day. Uh, I think it comes out next week. I'll let you guys know when it's out, and I'll post it on my Facebook and stuff like that. But I had a really good chat with her. See, that's another example of how you don't have to think like me for me to be friends with you, and I don't feel like I'm forgiving you for anything. You're just being you. Like Jessica Michelle Singleton is one person that I respect because she's an actual comic. We've done the road together. She did her share of the driving. Actually, I think did more than her share of the driving. But I'm a fair person. So if you just did your share of the driving and that's it, I would have been fine with that. But Jessica Michelle Singleton goes above and beyond. And she's funny. And she'll work any fucking room. She says she's a feminist, which I do believe she's a feminist and the best way a person can be a feminist. She's, she gets it. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She knows that there are certain issues out there, which I do agree there are certain issues out there. But just some of the whining that goes on, it's like, yeah, that's not really an equal amount to what that issue needs. I don't feel like. I feel like some people are just being crybabies. But all this is beside the point. What I'm trying to say is Jessica Michelle Singleton identifies as being a feminist and I have no problem with that 
and she can chat about what her opinion is and I don't mind and I don't feel at all uncomfortable with it. She also accepts that I'm the way I am. And we were talking about Trump and that kind of stuff, which, like, you know, at some point, more people have to start listening to each other. And I realize that it's both sides, but I'm just talking from the side that I see a lot. When it comes to liberal people, they're so anxious to tell you what your opinion is and why it is you voted the way you did or you think the way you did. It's like, why don't you just ask me? I'm standing right here. Why don't you ask me why I voted the way I did instead of telling me that it's because I don't care about women, because I'm racist, because I'm xenophobic, because I'm self-hating, because, well, the fuck? And why is it this always comes from white people? And that's male and female. It's usually white people that are really upset with me and think that it's their job to tell me what I'm supposed to think. When I talk to other ethnic people about these things, they don't really seem to be that passionate about it. Maybe it's because ethnic people have always had to work around a fucked up system. And white people are just getting a scare because they might have to work around a fucked up system. So they're panicked where other ethnic people are like, yeah, we can talk about it and whatever else, but at the end of the day, we're going to have to figure shit out anyway. Because the only people, like, this is where I do get when people complain about quote-unquote white privilege. And that's like, white men of a certain demographic are the only people that are allowed to be truly mediocre all the time. That's why there's so many bad alt comics out there. Look at them. They're all white guys with beards. And yeah, I guess the beard is supposed to soften them up and make them a little more relatable. Or I don't know what exactly that beard has done for them. But it's definitely done something. Because they're all wearing it. And a lot of the beardies are doing good. But they're not doing good. Like you watch their stand-up and you're like, this is horrible. Oh, you're a feminist. And you're also willing to apologize constantly for being white. I see how this is working. It's depressing. I know it must be so depressing being young and white in America. That's, that's a tough road. Please tell me about it. Tell me about how rough it's been for you. All along, huh? All along masking all this pain. Oh, well, I think really being the way that the system has been set up in this country, who you need to be complaining at instead of me is your old white grandma and grandpa, possibly your parents, depending on how they are, how old they are, and then just go straight up the line. You don't really need to protest in the street. Really, you need to protest in your parents living. What's that? They're paying for your college. Well, now I see why you won't tell them. Instead, you want to tell me what the fuck do I matter? I'm not paying for your college. You're right about that. Don't fuck up your money. I'm, I'm not suggesting that you make sure they stay happy. You're right. This wasn't your people that fucked up this count. So now you're mad at me because I'm actually happy in the fucked up situation that your ancestors create. Oh, I see how this works. Yeah, okay, you're right. And I should feel a certain amount of guilt about that. 
I, you, I, why have you been feeling guilt all along when I'm the one that needs to be feeling guilty? I'm such a inconsiderate savage. And you're right. You should be able to tell me how to vote. You should totally be able to tell me how to vote. You know what? I think I might need a white chaperone to do everything I do from here on out. That might be the best way for me to go on about this. Because I don't. sometimes when I have scissors in my hand, I don't necessarily walk at the slowest pace. It might be a little too close to running, and I might need a white chaperone to make sure that... I don't do that or any of the other terrible things I do. My, like actually exercise my right to vote and do it the way that I want to do it. You know what? Come to think of it. A lot of this thinking is sounding a lot more than Trump's. Sounding a lot more like it feel, fits in with Trump's America than most of you would like to admit to. So, tired of bullshitting people. I don't know how much I bullshit people already. I don't think I really do. But I'm tired of even having to kind of be quiet about stuff. You know, like people act like I'm inappropriate for talking. And it really does begin to get on your nerves sometimes when it's like, isn't this what you're always telling people to be? Like a strong person, like a confident person, like not worry about other people. Isn't that what you're telling people to do? So now I'm doing that and I've been doing that for a while but for some reason, you're telling me I'm wrong. Am I only allowed to be proud of myself if I dress in women's clothing? Is that the only way I'm about allowed to be brave? Am I only allowed to use my voice if I'm a young feminist with a blog? Is that the only way? Do I have to be a white guy with a beard to have my own opinion? And is that the only time I can use ironic racism to make a joke or make a point? Is if I'm white? And maybe I'm wearing a t-shirt that says something clever on it. So tired of these people. Tired of these people. Tired, tired, tired. Bijou's great, though. Bijou and Jerry. Bijou just had her, got out of her little heat cycle. So love has been in the air around here. Plenty of humping. I walk around it. I don't shame them. They're my kids. They're going to be doing that kind of stuff. I'd rather do it, have them do it here at home. But yeah, sometimes it gets a little creepy. I'm like, can you guys not? Like, maybe, I don't know, go in the other room. or I don't want to have to walk around you while you're humping. I'll do it if it just really strikes you like that. But anyway, yeah, so... Unbothered is headed exciting places because I know that a lot of good people want to talk to me and don't mind talking to me and a lot of because if you look online or at Facebook this is the thing that bothers me about the way it all works out sometimes if you look online people make it sound like a lot of people hate me and people just don't want to be around me and I'm a horrible person but if you come hang out with me, life is so great. I know so many comics, and I get along with so many comics. And when I say comics, I mean real comics, like willing to hit a grind. And I'm not judging the people that didn't go out to the garage or open mic tonight. But, like, garage to me is one of the rooms that you do because you love comedy. 
and they treat you really well because we're all comics they're honest like some shit they laugh at some shit they don't but they're not trying to shame you over just having an idea and it's just a good community vibe that's the best way i can describe it so i felt like yeah i could go to the store and i feel very comfortable at the comedy store and i love a lot of people there that's staff and comics and but i for some reason just felt like the garage was the best place for me to be tonight the best place for me to put my energy and when i was getting on we had like 30 minutes and i'm probably not going to do 30 minutes at the garage but i also felt like i couldn't let the show end before midnight so 17 minutes in damar randy showed up and saved the day and as soon as i saw him i felt like i feel like my relief is here and it was a fun time like you know the other comics that were hanging out tonight at the garage like i had a fun set with them there wasn't a lot of us but i had a fun set with them and then uh damar randy went up which i still need to have damar randy on and he was great and then the last set of the night was eric abenante who's been on unbothered before eric abenante rocked it doing some silly stuff with uh victor at first he tried to do some roast jokes but his roast isn't until january 17th so really we were like you could put that on the back burner for one night this is new year's we got to be real with each other and he went into a real set i mean like not real set but real like open mic set where it was just him honest being silly with victor martinez jr because they're apparently good friends and so they bust each other's balls a little bit and eric just talked about his life too and it was good it was fun and it was a great way to end the show as far as i was concerned then we sat around and chatted for a bit then i went over to the comedy store and the reason i really went over to the comedy store was because since I'm not doing anything tonight, I was able to drive people if anybody needed a ride. But I guess I had gotten there too late. So the people that needed a ride had probably already left. So, But I was going to Uber a bit. And I, and I don't actually Uber. I think my driver's record's probably too bad for Uber anyway. Plus, I don't have the disposition to have strangers in my car. and uh, And then also I have dogs in... I'm not going to be vacuuming my car all the time so people can get in for Uber. I just don't give a fuck like that. And there's so many reasons that I wouldn't be good for Uber. But I joke when I say Uber. Um, I was going to shuttle my friends home if any of them needed it. But there was nobody that needed it. So I talked to um, my friends for a little bit. Said a Happy New Year to people. It was actually pretty lovely. As far as all that went. That's why I say, like, really, online, it only matters to me so much. Because a lot of these people don't exist in real life. Like, this lesbian jumped on and tried to be disapproving of what I was saying. And told me that the um, unbothered post or disrespectful. Bitch, I don't give a fuck about your opinion. You're a lesbian. I mean, like, you're going to tell me what's offensive. Some For some people, the fact that you even exist is offensive. Get a hold of yourself. Just because gay got popular don't mean it's right, bitch. <laughs> 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 
just playing. I just like saying stuff like that sometimes. But it's true at, at some levels, you know? It's like, this shit just got done being offensive. So I don't know why you're trying to act like you're a part of fucking polite society all of a sudden. I don't think that we should talk that bitch. I don't think that you should be licking pussy all night. Shut up. Get a hold of yourself. Your ridiculous fucking lesbian ponytail. You know what's worse than lesbian ponytail? The lesbian braid. That fucking lesbian trenza. Those fucking bitches. Bull daggers. Shout out to my lesbian friends out there. You know, if I'm talking right now and you like me, I'm cool with you. But it's just some of these fucking bitches. I'm not going to play that with them. I'm not going to act like they really matter. It's like, bitch, shut up. Who are you anyway? <sighs> then that lady got mad. The the fucking... Uh, what was her stupid name again? Stacy Millmeister. She got mad because her arguments didn't work with me. I, like... I have logic. I Like, not everybody agrees with it, but I have my way of thinking. She was like, so if it was a skinny girl that was saying it, then would you be alright with her being a bully? Well, if you're going to act like a bitchy cheerleader, the least you can do is look like one. So, no, I wouldn't allow her to bully me, but I would tailor the way I would bully her back. That's one thing I would do. And the other thing I would do is... I'd at least be able to take her seriously as a bully. It's like, yeah, you're a pretty girl. You're probably used to having your way in, but like some fucking fat slob giving me her opinions. It's like, bitch, who in society told you you matter? Yeah, you want to get fat shamed? Come trying to spill your fucking opinion over here. And then she was like, but if it was a handicapped person, I've gone after the handicap too. What do you want from me, lady? All right. I've had a few handicapped people piss me off and I didn't give a fuck. So I just went after them like I would anybody else. As far as what we're doing, it's Facebook shit and you don't need to walk to fucking do it. You're sitting right at your fucking computer. Type the shit out that you want to say. You can be just as witty as I am or just as mean as I am. You're going to tell me the same shit, though, that I've already heard a million times because most of you are fucking hacks. And I'm going to tell you shit you've heard a million times, but I'm going to tell you in different ways. And that's going to hurt your feelings. That's going to hurt your self-esteem. That's going to make you feel a way about yourself. And then I'm going to go back to petting small dogs and my day is going to go on. Then after that, I'm going to go out and do a bunch of open mics. I'm going to get hit with a bunch of positive energy, not only from my friends, but from the audience members that are seeing me, if there's any audience members. So I'm getting so much positive reinforcement. And also the big thing is in a lot of cases, I'll take the conversation we had and I'll tell the audience about that. And then we'll all laugh at you. I don't even have to use your name. I'll just use your quotes and the things that you said. And there we go. Now I'm laughing at you with a group and you don't even realize it. You're at home being depressed because you actually care what other people think. Like, this fat bitch was trying to tell me. She tried to tell me a couple times. Like, you know, I don't even think you're attractive enough to talk about other people. Well, bitch, that's what you need to understand is it's not about you. Just like for you, it shouldn't be about me. Like, you saying that you don't think I'm attractive? One, I'm not trying to fuck your fat ass either. So, that doesn't really matter. The fact that you don't think I'm attractive completely doesn't come into play. But even if I did want to fuck you or I did think you were all right to look at, I still wouldn't care what you thought of me because it's not about you. 
you're not with me all day. You're not the person that makes me get up in the morning and go to the gym. You're not the person that makes sure that I get to the open mics. You're not the person that walks my dogs. You're none of these people. You're nothing to me. So I don't care what your opinion is. I care what my opinion is. And that's what you should care about. You should care about what you think about yourself. Because really, I read things on Facebook when I scroll through Facebook. And I'll see my friends post shit that I really don't agree with. But I feel like this. They let me have my opinions and don't give me a hard time about that. So why am I going to jump on and give them a hard time about their feelings? I'll troll them a little bit in a fun way because they troll me in a fun way. If you notice, a lot of the people that I hang out with or that even just are regulars on my social media will say silly little quippy things and we'll laugh and we'll go back and forth a little bit with silly little and nothing gets too serious on my page. Even when I'm having a little bit of a hard time, like I mentioned a little bit of a depression because my sister, you know, like when we get close to her birthday and stuff like that, there's different. But even that, like if somebody gives a quick joke, then I'm not going to get mad about that. Like it's just a quick light in the mood, especially because a lot of the people that do pay attention to my social media and really pay attention to my social media and comment consistently and stuff, whether I know them in real life or it's just online, in some cases I've met people once and then we've just stayed. They saw one of my shows or a couple of my shows and we don't have that close of a personal relationship, but through my social media, they've gotten a good enough feel for what I am. And I've gotten a good enough feel for where they are, where I'm like, this is a good person just being silly or we're just having a quick moment. There's nothing wrong with that. There's so much negative energy in what a lot of people do. People don't even realize that even though sometimes I'll post shit that might to the average person sound negative, the other people that are on my frequency see it as like a silly or a positive and then we'll have a positive experience over that because a lot of the people that I deal with get the fact that one when it comes down to it I am here in a lot of ways for entertainment purposes that's what I'm for that's one thing then there's also sometimes I just want to see what certain people think of certain ideas so that's another thing then other times it can be actual opinions or things that I really think about or have been thinking about and I have a strong opinion on it and I just want to say for other people that have this strong opinion, I am out here too, like another person that you can look at and say, well, if they put up with that pressure of actually owning that, then I can put up with the pressure of actually owning that too. And maybe you draw a little bit of strength from that. And that may not be the same thing as what another person talks about. I don't care if that's what they talk about. Like I mentioned, the people that are always depressed. I don't care that you're depressed all the time. That's your business if you want to live in depression. But what I was annoyed at, the reason I even made that post was because a friend of mine had asked me how I was doing. And I said, life is good. That was all I said. And then the other person was like, well, you really think life is good? I mean, and I was like, yeah, I think life is good. But with all the bullshit going on, yeah, I acknowledge all of that's happening. I acknowledge that, you know, there are certain things in the world. But overall, I think life is good and I surround myself with good people. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, I get that that's the way you live. 
I say life is good. So for me, life is good. Now, when somebody asks you how you're doing and you say life is shit, I'm not going to argue that because they didn't ask me how life was going. They asked you how life was going. And according to you, life was shit. And I'm fine with you thinking life is shit. I'm 100% fine with you thinking life is shit. I'm so 100% that if you want to sit in your shit and there's a diaper handy, I will hand you that diaper so you can literally sit in your own shit. Now, I'm not going to buy you a pack of diapers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if there just happen to be diapers near, like say Victor Martinez Jr., who I already said just became a father, is hanging out wherever we're hanging out, and he's got his baby son with him, and they have the diaper bag with a pack of diapers. If you say your life is shit and you just want to sit in the shit, I will ask Victor for you if I can have one of those diapers so that you can sit in your shit. That's how okay I am with you choosing to live in shit. So by the same token, I expect that when I say life is good, you just leave it at, for me, life is good. I don't think that's really that hard to get a hold of you guys. I don't think I'm asking a lot. I say you can be as depressed as you want to be. You can be as bothered as you possibly can be. But I, Ty Rivera, a.k.a. America's favorite fag, a.k.a. The only fag that's telling you anything different than these other step and fetch faggots are telling you on a regular fucking basis. That same basic bitch shit you're going to hear out of every gay comic's mouth about how hard they fucking have it. Well, not every gay comic. Ron Vi is great. And my friend Sal. Sal in New York. Sal Capizzi, I believe is his name. I'm terrible with names, so Sal, that's not at all a a dig on our friendship because even though I only know you through the computer, Sal Capizzi is his name, and I only know him through Facebook, but I get the feeling that boy has something on the ball, I'll tell you that. Uh, And like I said, Ron Vi has been my boy forever. That fag has his shit together. We're friends for several reasons. Ron is also edgy, but he just doesn't let a lot of shit get to him. And sometimes he's just like, "Mm, I don't have an opinion on that. But I love Ron Vi. And who's another fag that has their shit together? There's a few of you that are on the fence. I could go either way with some of you. Like, I like you, but then all of a sudden you'll pull something shady. No offense, Joe Dosh, but that's just what it is sometimes. Uh, And then who else is gay on the scene charles disney the jury's out on him because like the thing with charles disney is sometimes he'll be cool with me and then sometimes he's kind of standoffish i don't know if he's weird or i don't know if he's holding on to some like you know feelings of 
maybe somebody told him something or he saw something on Facebook that he didn't like or, you know, I can't really, I can only give so much to people. Uh, who else is gay? But yeah, a lot of these step and fetch faggots, that's why I call them that because basically what they're doing is just anything they can to keep straight people happy. Like, you know, oh, what's that? You want me to do your hair? Okay, I'll do your hair. What's that? You want me to do your nails? Oh, do those shoes look good? Oh, I love that bag, girl. Shut up, bitch. Yes, queen. Ugh. I tell you, if I had known some of these fags were going to be so whiny, I would have let them kill themselves when they were in high school. I wouldn't have even been at all a it-gets-better type of person. You know, there was a part where I tried to help the gays out, where I just tried to kind of help out LGBT community. I even took a, a couple of trans people on the road already. I used to be a real... I'm still cool with the trans community, but when it comes to trans comics... Not down, except for Jeffrey J. Jeffrey J is one trans comic. Oh, and I saw Leah Mansfield tonight, who's this lesbian comic, and she was weird with me. It's probably because of my opinions, but whatever with her. Who really cares about her? Because, like, the thing was, I'm nice to her even though she pissed off a lot of my friends. And so when I walk up to her and I get a weird vibe from her, it's like, bitch, I'm not the one. Besides, we've already had very honest chats and I thought we were actual friends. So you want to act weird around me? Cool. I just won't. I'm not going to act anything around you. I just won't be around you. But yeah, I, I guess I named kind of a lot of names on today's episode, but... Who cares? What's the fucking consequence? Like I said, I'm leaving in a fucking year anyway. 2017, if this fucking ship doesn't turn itself around as far as these whiny bitches complaining about everything, I'm fucking gone. I don't give a fuck. You know, people that you thought you knew, thought were cool. Some people don't get it. Like they're complaining about like, here's the thing. People get mad at me and they'll call me shit like unoriginal. Bitch, there's nobody else doing what I'm doing. So you can call me a lot of things, but at the minute you call me un unoriginal, really you lose your credibility. And also, one trick pony, that's another one I hear everyone say. He's a hateful one trick pony. No, bitch, actually, I'm not a one trick pony. I can do hateful material. I can do clean material. I can do happy material. I can do fun material. I can do material about my puppies sometimes. I do materials about, material about all sorts of shit. And not only do, do I do material, I can do straight up material for a full set, a headlining set 45 minutes to an hour or more than an hour if you need it but who wants more than an hour honestly after an hour it's all about me i'm not doing over an hour unless an audience really hates me which is very rare and if they really hate me i'll go extra long just so i feel like i'm punishing and punishing them right the fuck back that's what i do with that kind of situation but other than that I usually keep it like I like to do it. Keep it at 45 minutes. If they tell me do 45 minutes, you can go over if you want to. At the most, I'll do an hour if an audience really wants it. And we're all having a really great time and it's just organic. But if they say as long as you do 45, you've met your commitment. Once I see that light, I will make sure that I do Usually my sets, to tell you the truth, end at about 53 minutes. That's what I've noticed when I'm just given carte blanche as they would say after the 45 minute mark i usually wrap up somewhere around f between 51 and 53 minutes and i time pretty much every set and at least audio record all of them so that's a pretty good like when i say that you can kind of set your watch by it that's the other thing i'm good at like keeping my time and so 
Not only am I good at doing straight up, regular, just material set, I'm also good at doing, great at doing fucking crowd work. Crowd work is one of my things. I can do a combination of the two if the audience wants that. So that right there is at least three tricks. So actually it's five tricks that I just mentioned right there. And that's not even all the stuff that I can do. So really, I am not a one-trick pony. Just like I'm not unoriginal. What's your other claim about me? I'm a terrible person. Well, that's debatable. I say I'm a really good person that says terrible things every once in a while. And the most terrible thing that I do for most people is I refuse to apologize because people have decided that you're supposed to apologize. But as far as I go, well, if I said it, why should I apologize for it? I said it. Maybe you should apologize for getting your feelings hurt. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe you should apologize for being a weak person. Ever thought about that? No, it's just me who's supposed to apologize. I'm the only one that needs to reflect here. I find that very hard to believe. Mm. Yeah. I think we'd at least have to be kind of half and half on that one because if you weren't being such a victim, I wouldn't have hurt your feelings, especially since in most cases I didn't even know you existed. I think I've kind of made my point on that. So anyway, what I was trying to get at is... For me, 2017, one way or another, is going to be a great year. Just because I say, and it has to be. Can't let the haters win in 2017, you guys. Just like 2016. 2016, it had its ups and downs. It had people trying to talk shit about me. And I even just heard recently that there was this other comic trying to badmouth me to a booker. And see, that's not something I do. I don't badmouth people to bookers. I could hurt a lot of people's work when it comes down to it. People act like they're running Hollywood sometimes or running the the scene. And it's like, you don't even know who's running anything. Like, so many people that are running shit are friendly with me. And people, because they know I won't bullshit them, will ask me what my honest opinion is about people. And for some of you losers, I'll actually lie and say I don't really know you just so I don't make it so you don't get work. Because if I'm honest, if I say what I really think of the bullshit some of you do on stage, you will not get that spot. And I'm not living with that on my conscience. I'm not having that be my karma. It's like they say, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So in a lot of cases, I really do say nothing. And that's my hand to God saying that I do not say anything about a lot of you people that I really don't care for what you do. But if you really decide to get in my way, if you really decide you want to go that route, then I can definitely do that with you. And I will just say that I will not work that person's show if you're going to be on it. Which I did that one time to somebody. But... It was just because he was bad-mouthing me to everybody. And it's like, no, you should have enough pride to not want to do this show since apparently you hate me so much since you're always telling people how terrible I am. Anyway, the point of all this, what I was trying to get at before I keep getting so sidetracked, I swear, 2017 needs to find me focused is what it needs to do. Is people can feel however they want to feel. You're welcome to that. Any part of it. 
You can be as bothered as you want to be bothered to the nth degree. But I, Ty Rivera, a.k.a. America's favorite fag, simply must truly remain nothing but, you guessed it, I'll say it, unbothered, ladies and gentlemen.